to other stuff. Apple and Great Weekend was on, and all sorts of things going on. Uh, so Gary Smithson, a great friend of our church, and uh, we love hosting him each year, so he's going to be here uh, on that Sunday. Now, what I'd intended to do now was to show a message from our state conference again, uh, but I'm giving that a flick because uh, I just feel um, stirred to talk to you from Psalm 23, verse 6 today. So if you've got your Bibles, because uh, I don't have, there's no PowerPoint, there's no convenience, uh, it's just all about, we'll, and we'll even just rewind and go there, and, uh, and that's it. But if you've got your Bibles, that's a good thing to have. If they're on your phones, press the right buttons, flick the papers. Psalm 23. Verse 6. Tell me when you've got it. <laughs> Tell me if you've got your Bible. <laughs> Some people do. That's good. You're so used to having them on the screen now. This is different. I have to actually look it up. Goodness me. Psalm 23, verse 6. I'm going to read it for you. It says this. Surely. Everyone say surely. Surely. Goodness and mercy. You've got to put the grunt in. Surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it lifts our head, it encourages us, it fills us with wisdom, it inspires us, it grows us, it makes us better people because your word is the most powerful thing we can put in front of our eyes. And so, Lord, as we delve into your word today, I pray that you speak to our hearts, you speak to our souls, and, Lord, that you would encourage us in the season that we find ourselves in, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, the favour of the Lord follows us. Do you believe that? Everywhere you go, when you give your heart to Jesus and you live your life for him, his favour will follow you. Some people even put it this way, it hunts you down. Like we try and, you know, go on our path of life and, and sometimes we might turn left when we should turn right or turn right when we should turn left. That's okay, as long as we've got our eye on the prize and that's Jesus. There's no one, don't listen to teaching that tells you there's one way and you've got to go this way. I know Pastor Ben Kent preached a message and it was awesome about true north. But let me explain to you in a picture. Again, I haven't got, if I had my PowerPoint, I was all organized, I'd have a picture. But imagine, okay, this is point A where I am now, and over here is point B. Okay, so I'm back over here. Now, I can get from here to there by going straight. I can get from here to there by maybe veering left a little bit and ending up there. I can get from here to there by doing a bit squiggly because I'm really unsure, but then I end up getting there. The point is, is that, and what Pastor Ben was talking about, true north is about following Jesus and the plans that God has for your life. Now, as we follow those plans, we're not perfect, are we? Is anyone perfect in the room? Oh, please, can I hang out with you if you are? Uh, nobody's perfect in the room, even you, Daniel. Uh, I saw that hand. I saw that hand. Nobody's perfect in the room. And so we're going to make a, a, a poor choice in life. We, we've all done it. We've all made a mistake and gone, oh, whoops, and then we've veered this way a little bit, and then we're kind of going off track. But as long as we come back to true north, which is our compass point, Jesus Christ, we're still heading in the right direction. So there's no straight line that you're going to get there without any blips in the map. But rather, life is like this, and we go this way and that, and we end up at this point. While you're going on that journey like this, faith is hunting you down. Faithfulness, the favour of the Lord is hunting you down, that's what I'm trying to say. 
God's favour is running after you. And sometimes we get a little stubborn and maybe even we try and ignore it because we've gone this path and it's wrong and, and, and in, the, in the moment we don't know that. But God's hunting us down. He's chasing us because we've given our heart to him. He loves us so much. He's hunting you down and he's trying to get you back on course. The favour of the Lord follows us because this scripture says, surely, everyone say surely. surely. That's pretty definite, isn't it? When you say surely, it's like, surely that's going to happen. Like, without a doubt, that's what's happening. Surely, goodness and mercy. It means without a doubt. It's an exclamation of confidence that I know my God is hunting me down. I know he's never going to leave me. He's never going to forsake me. And even if I stuff up, he's still there. Because surely, you know, this is not a self-confidence thing. We don't want to derive confidence in ourselves. But we want to derive confidence in Christ. This is speaking of a Christ confidence, a confidence in Jesus, because these verses speak of our confidence in Christ, not ourselves. 1 John 5.14 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. The Lord hears our hearts when we come to him. We have this confidence, this knowing that anything we ask, he hears us. doesn't mean he's going to say yes. And you wish he would say yes to everything you ask. That would be nice. But he doesn't always say yes, but he always hears. He's always listening. Surely, goodness and mercy. Let's talk about the faithfulness of the Lord. Faithfulness of the Lord never fails us because it says surely goodness. You know, goodness and mercy are attributes of God, Yes. He's good. We say it all the time. We say, God is good. And all the time, God is good. He's filled with mercy. Mercy is like the reason he gave Christ to give his life. He showed mercy on us because did we deserve that? No, we did not. Mercy is like, despite what you've done, I'm still going to come. Despite the mistakes you've made, the choices you've made, the, the, the poor decisions, the wrong direction, doesn't matter. I'm still going to come. Why? Because I'm a God of mercy. Goodness and mercy are attributes of God. Now, goodness meets our needs. God knows what we need. We think we know what we need, don't we? Nervous laughter in the church? We think we know what we need. The truth is, God knows what we need. That's why we're taught to pray, not my will, but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want the Lord's will in our lives, not our own. Because if we got to make all the calls and decisions, we certainly would not end up where God intended us. We need his input into our life because his goodness and his mercy meet our needs and God amazingly provides. And we could take a whole service and then some to go around the room to declare what God has provided for you in your life to this point and we wouldn't have enough time. Because we've all got a God story, something that he's done. Hebrews 4, verses 14 to 16 says this, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathise with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So let us therefore come boldly, everyone say boldly, boldly. to the throne of grace 
that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can have a confidence because surely goodness and mercy is hunting me down despite the steps that I take in the direction that I go. As long as Jesus is in my heart and I'm following uh, his leading and prompting in my life, I'm going to stuff up and make mistakes, but I'm always going to get brought back if we allow God and the people that God's put around us to speak into my life and bring me back to that true north compass point. Here's the next thing. Forgiveness of all faults is our assurance from Christ. This speaks of the mercy in this scripture. Forgiveness of all our faults is our assurance from Jesus Christ. See, mercy is about forgiving faults, forgiving mistakes, forgiving the errors that we make, despite that we muck up and stuff up. Mercy is that forgiveness of those things, even though we don't deserve it. We might have done the worst possible things we could imagine, but God still comes with mercy. You know, it must be important or the Lord wouldn't have mentioned it so many times in the Bible. Did you know that mercy is mentioned over 319 times in the Bible? That's a lot of times. And if something's mentioned more than once, you pay attention. Well, 319 times? I think there's a lesson to be learned here, don't you? I think all of us could work on our mercy towards others. We can be pretty harsh, can't we, as people? We can set a pretty high standard, but if God can show mercy to the person that makes a mistake, far out. He now needs to show mercy to us for being so harsh and so critical. Because it's easy to fall into that trap. Uh, Particularly, I guess, I don't want to pick on the seasoned Christians in the room, but when you've been a Christian for a long time, you can gravitate to that way. You can go, oh, look at that person living that sort of life and doing that sort of thing. Let's not turn into that kind of people at many other Christian church. But let's be a church that understands that surely goodness and mercy hunts us down from the Lord and surely we can demonstrate mercy to others despite the mistakes that they make. Psalm 86 verse 15 says, But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. Wow. If our desire is to be more Christ-like, then aren't we to be like this? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it's one God. Full of compassion, gracious. Wow. Psalm 100 says, For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting. To me, that says it never runs out. Oh, well, that's the third time you've done that mistake now, so on your bike. And this truth endures to all generations. Wow. Psalm 118 verse 29 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, anyone feeling nervous in the room? (laughs) God's going to come and do something powerful in your hearts today. I'm not believing it. Because we've all been there. We've all been short-tempered. We've all we've all felt let down by people and, and, and then we've generated maybe ill feeling towards someone. We've all been there. But God says his mercy endures forever. And, and, and we need that to overflow into our lives. Here's the next thing I find in that scripture. Uh, so it's talking about I will dwell. Fatherhood of the Lord is eternal. He's your daddy forever. You don't get disowned by this daddy. You don't get, you know, there's no marriage breakup and and you don't have parents anymore. That's not how this kingdom works. 
Fatherhood of the Lord is eternal. I will dwell. We will dwell in the house of the Lord. And when we do this, we'll be dwelling right between goodness and mercy. Because surely goodness and mercy is hunting us down, right? So when we dwell in his house, in his presence, amongst his people, we're dwelling in that space between goodness and mercy. Look, think of it like this. A shepherd always has his sheepdogs to help rear up the sheep. Yeah? Who likes sheepdogs? They're cool. Jim, you've got sheepdogs, haven't you? Have you got a sheepdog? No sheepdog, but you've got stinky sheep. What's going on with that? You've got poodles and oodles and whatever they are. Anyway. Right. They try and be sheepdogs. Anyway, get that picture out of your mind. A poodle chasing a sheep. All right, Jesus is our shepherd, okay? The sheepdogs are called goodness and mercy. You seeing where I'm going with this now? Goodness is leading the way as our God is good. And he died on the cross for our sins. So goodness leads the way and mercy is coming up the rear, coming up behind to pick us up when we fall and when we fail and when we make mistakes and when we make bad choices. Mercy points us back into the direction of goodness as we remember what Christ has done for us. So our prayer is that surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. You know, sometimes you find yourselves in situations and, and you don't feel that. You feel like you've majorly mucked up or stuffed up. Or... Now, there was a time in my life where I overstepped a boundary with my own father, who's passed away now. But... Uh, he remarried, and so I've got a stepmom from Alabama, y'all. Y'all come back now, you hear? She knows how to fix up a good meal. Uh, what do they call it? A good cookout. We call them barbecues. It's cookout for them. And uh, man, they know how to put on food. What is it with every culture that knows how to put on food? Filipinos, too much food. Um, Solomon Islands, too much food. Vanuatu, too much food. You, you know how to eat, don't you? Anyway, so Americans know how to eat too. Anyway, I, I've digressed. So, back to the point. Uh, my dad was uh, married, remarried to uh, my stepmom, and I was living in the house with them before I got married to Anita. And then we got married and stuff, and then we just we just started to observe things in their relationship that that weren't good. Uh, my dad was pretty hard on her, and I don't know, abrupt, and uh, I don't want to put my dad down because it all got sorted out in the end. So I'm, my dad's not evil or anything, uh, but this is where he was at this point. And I made the mistake of speaking up and saying, look, you don't, you're not treating her right. Like, that's your wife. And, and anyway, to my dad, that was like forbidden territory. You don't go and talk to someone about their marriage because that's their business. This is how my dad was raised. And, and so I should not have spoken out of turn like that. And I actually felt really ill on the inside and really down and really... I've really made a mistake and, you know, perhaps that was more my, and I think it was more my flesh wanting to fix the situation than God wanting to, because they weren't um, full on living for Jesus Christ believers at that time. And, and so I really felt in a bad place, like I'd done the wrong thing. And, and it was probably a good year or two. That's when my dad started sending emails about different religions and having a go at our Christianity and one day he was a Buddhist, the next day he was a Muslim, the next day he was Freemason, the next day he was, just he hit me with all this stuff and for a while I would reply back and defend Christianity but then I thought, no, this is a waste of time so I ended up stopping. 
It wasn't until the birth of Timothy, his only grandson. So he's got all girls up to this point. And this was about three months before he ended up passing away. But with the birth of Timothy, something broke. I don't know what it was, but it was gone. But I don't know exactly what happened in him or what, but it had to be gone. And our relationship was restored. Well, can I tell you, from point A to point B there, I felt, in regards to my family life, pretty broken. Because I'd lost my father, essentially. Essentially, it was like, oh, I have no son. That was the kind of deal that was happening over that time. Which those of you that are male and respect your father figures, you understand how much that hurts when you hear that. But goodness and mercy never stopped hunting me down throughout that season. I just didn't see it come to fruition until Timothy was born. This was a good couple of years of... It's not that I went off the rails. My Christian life continued, but there was just this little blip that just was there, nagging at me all the time. It's just the enemy taking advantage of that situation. But goodness and mercy, the promise is that it will hunt you down, that it will chase you down, that it will follow you all the days of your life. And I can look back now on those two years, and as much as they were hard, I can see God moving. I can see what he did in my life. I can see how in the birth of Timothy that there was this miraculous breakthrough, that something broke in the heavenlies. And all of a sudden, my relationship with my father was restored. Three months later, he died of a heart attack. So incredible timing, but again, only God knows, right? Exactly, I agree with what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Goodness and mercy will hunt you down. If you're in a wilderness right now, if you're in a season of, look, I've made a bad choice and, and, and things aren't going my way as expected, or... Or you've got it, or you can relate to that story, like what I shared, maybe a more personal family situation. Can I just encourage you today that surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life and be encouraged by that and get strength from that today? Because here's what forever means forever is eternity. Forever's not until oh, then I make that big mistake and then it ends. No, forever is eternity. Spring days and summer days, winter days and autumn days days. Sundays and fun days. Every other day. You know, weekdays and weekdays. See what I did there? W-E-A-K. Weekdays. Weekdays. When you don't feel strong enough. God is there for you. Sunshine days and shadow days and rainy days and you. every other day you can name and think of. I want to encourage you that surely goodness and mercy, doesn't matter what kind of day, it's going to follow you. It's going to hunt you down. Is that encouraging someone today? I just feel like someone in the room needed encouragement today to know that God is still for you and not against you. He's not going to beat you down like a big God in heaven that plays chess and moves the pieces and he's a real rigid, authoritative figure. Our God is a loving, heavenly Father and he wants to remind you today that goodness and mercy will follow you. All the days of your life. What do you need to do? Keep your eye on true north. Keep your eye on Jesus Christ. Have your world surrounded by people that just love you and encourage you. And, and you know, Anita and I have people in our world that we talk to uh, to keep us pointed in the right direction. Because sometimes even pastors, <gasps> pastors aren't perfect. What? <laughs> sometimes even pastors need to talk through situations and challenges and difficulties and have someone just 
nudge us back a little bit to be in line with what God has for us. So I want to encourage every single person under the sound of my voice today as I come to a close. Jeremy, come on. Whatever season you find yourself in, whatever day it is, happy day, sad day, goodness and mercy is following you. And when you feel alone and you feel broken and you feel lost, confused, the best compass point is found in God's Word because it is ultimate truth. And the Word of God today is surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Would you just bow your heads, close your eyes. Father God, I, I just sense in this moment some people need to do business with you today. thank you for your goodness, for your mercy that follows us, that hunts us down. But Lord, in this moment, we want to say sorry. The times that we've wandered and maybe made our own path or for whatever reason, we're sorry, God. And we know you forgive us, but we need to declare it from our heart today to receive from you. We are sorry. We repent. We turn from those poor choices and that poor pathway. And we, we say, God, realign us with the direction you would have for our lives. We read it earlier, Jeremiah 29, 11, You've got thoughts and plans for us, for good, not for evil, to give us a future and a hope. Help us realign today with those plans. Help us embrace all that you have for us today. Heal our heart. Heal our heart. If that's you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to encourage you. This is a this is a, a family. Do we believe that? This is a family. Nobody is here to judge anybody. But I want to encourage you. Because so, sometimes it requires a step from us. You know, I've heard the, the saying, you've all probably heard it. If there was 100 steps to heaven, God takes 99 towards you. But there's one step that you need to take. And that is to acknowledge your need of Jesus in the midst of the situation. And that's surrendering your life to him for the first time. Perhaps it's doing it again to just reaffirm your faith. Perhaps it's, look, I've had, I've had a tough season and I need to just come back to all that he has for me. If, if this has stirred anyone in the room today, and I believe it has, I just want to encourage you to stand to your feet right where you are. People are going to love on you in just a moment. You're going to get prayed for. You're going to get encouraged. Yeah, thank you. I see that person standing up. That's wonderful. There's others in the room. I'd love to encourage you. Embrace all that God has for you today. Open up your heart to receive something fresh from Him. And allow your family, that's us, to get around you and pray. Because that's what we're going to do in just a moment. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for having the courage to stand. That's so good. It takes a lot of courage. Because people will see you in just a moment because we're going to pray takes courage. I'm just going to wait another moment and we're going to pray. Awesome. Just allowing God to touch people's hearts. It's not, it's not coercion from me. You just, if, you, if you need Jesus to come, you stand.
that's um, that's awesome. Let's open our eyes now and gather around these people. So ladies with ladies, men with men, ideally, if we can. Because we're the body of Christ, amen? And there's 10 people that have standed up in the house of God today. Maybe you're at home online and you're watching this and you need prayer. Well, you receive this as we pray this morning for the ones standing in the house this morning. Father God, I just thank you for the 10 people that, that stood up and showed the courage amongst their peers. It's a hard thing to do to admit when we need you. But I'm so grateful, Father God, for the ones that have stood today. And even for those that didn't uh, stand in your presence, that's okay. Because, God, you know our hearts. So, Father God, I just pray for every single person. Lord, whatever they're facing, Holy Spirit, come and minister and touch and bless. God, you know what each person is facing. You know the season that they've gone through. Father God, you know the challenges that they have towards them. But surely your goodness and mercy, we declare it over each one, your goodness and mercy is coming like a flood, overflowing, like the Holy Spirit is coming and flooding your body right now and touching you and providing what you need, peace, encouragement, clarity, wisdom, just the loving Daddy God, Father, arms wrapped around you to remind you that you are loved and that you are valued and that there is a plan for you. So, Father God, release your presence into their hearts afresh today in an overflowing way. Father God, do what only you can do and bless each person. Bless each person right now in the name of Jesus. And for people online too, Lord, may your presence Fill their living rooms, fill their homes, fill their hearts. Father God, we all need you. And you are so good. And we declare your goodness. We declare your mercy, your grace and your love to be our portion today. In Jesus' name. And together everyone said, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's